This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of Bushers Breakaway is brought to you by our meetup game in Verse Vancouver on November 26th. There's three tickets left available. If you want to go to the meetup game, it's the Reddit slash Bushers Breakaway meetup game. Please contact us at Blue Shirts Break on Twitter. Uh, we have a guy named Dan who runs the whole event. It's an awesome time. A bunch of Redditors showed up last year. There's food. It's in a suite. We all hang out. Uh, if you're in town November 26th and you want to do the meetup game for Blue Shirts Breakaway slash the Reddit Reddit Rangers meetup, hit us up. Well, there's three tickets left at this point in time. I'll probably talk about this in the podcast in two minutes. Love you guys. Let's go. Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. One na- one short name this week, Greg. Say hello. You said both my names. Hmm. You gave me the full name. I didn't go Gregory, didn't, though. You didn't go Gregory. That's right. The birth certificate is free for another day. It is, my friend. Uh, would you like to ask me what I'm wearing? Uh, is it our podcast-worn jersey oh that we're trying God, to give away? How did you know? I'm wearing this seductive, wow, 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 wonderful podcast-worn jersey that you can win by retweeting any of our Bullshit Breakaway articles on Twitter. And at the end of uh, when we do our meetup game, which, by the way, plug, 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 uh, there's still three, three, counting three tickets available for our meetup game. I wanted to plug that out for Dan. Uh, if you are interested in that, hit me up, and I'll get you in touch with Dan. If not, we're going to post on Twitter. We have three more tickets to sell for the game, Vancouver, November 26th. That's a good start. Yeah, it's coming up, man. It's, it's coming, crazy that it's, it's coming, coming quick. Up. It's been Insane. a wild month. I feel like we've had the up and ups and downs of all the roller coasters of the Ranger season already, and yeah. we are shooting up the standings all of a sudden. We've won three in a row somehow with AV on the ropes, of course. There's actually a lot to touch on, so let's start with that. Uh, okay. we've won games, but we've won them unconvincingly and mostly in overtime. So we, we beat a fourth goalie. Nice. We beat maybe the best team in the league, which what the hell? Uh, and then we beat the Panthers, which, uh, you know, we, we, we shouldn't maybe have not won that game, but th- we came back in overtime and, and proved to be Shattenkirk got a game winner in overtime. And that was, what do you mean we should have won that game. We should have won that game in regulation. Oh, we should have won that game. That's what I mean. But then all of a sudden. Uh, that was a, ter- a terrible point. A counter- ter- point counterpoint for myself. All of a sudden, uh, Henrik lets up a really soft goal. Really soft. Uh, yeah, but if, if you're going, I don't understand your point. Are you, the Rangers were my, better than the Panthers the entire game. If they lost that game, it would have been a massive disappointment. It would have been a disaster. I guess my point is, uh, I felt I felt like we gave that that game away at the end, and I hate when we just start blowing leads. I feel like the two things we do are blow leads in the third and give up goals in the first two minutes. That's like been this Ranger season, for the most part. Yeah, that's what that's the point I'm getting after here. So we are now kind of yeah, back. Yeah, did, let me let me just say, as your co-host, yeah, I did a terrible job. Did a terrible fucking job. Hey, yeah. do, do me a favor. I'm gonna be yeah. call me. I'm gonna be better from this point on. 
<laughs> you can't get worse. I'm just gonna keep. You're, you're basically you're basically like the Rangers to start the season. Can't get fucking worse. <laughs> I can't get worse, but we have been better. Listen, the yeah. standings. Uh, we're really thought about, not... thought about firing you too, just like AV. Wow, I, but I pushed my way back, and I'm gonna fight, and I'm gonna coach the whole season, Greg. Did you think about that? Well, also, I can't fire you. You do everything. Oh, I just call in and <laughs> sound do. great and make good, good points. Yeah, you do. You books the guests and you uh, you do social media. Do a great job with that at Blue Shirts Break at their Twitter. Very I, nice. I do. I do. I do all right. I, I come up with nice, fun, punny Twitter handles for Steve Zippe. Oh, Steven. Steven Zippe, he's been, a, he's been a hot one on Twitter. What's up with him, man? Now, did you, did you see? Let's, let's, speaking of plugs, before we really get into this, did you okay. see that we updated uh, one of our goals on Patreon? I did not. It's sad because I run that. So go on uh, and tell me. <laughs> I, it sounds like I run it, actually. It More does, things on my ledger. It does sound like uh, that. Well, since once upon a time, we said if we got the $500 a month, have Adam on. we would do Finding Adam Clendenning. But we, hit, we got Adam Clendenning. Yes. So I needed a new goal. And now uh, if we hit 500 we're going to do a series called Searching for uh, Searching for Steve. Oh, we're, 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 we're going to figure out what made Steve so angry. Okay, at, at all costs. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking like American Vandal-esque yeah, like nine-part documentary NPR, series. This American Life, calling like his friends and family, trying to interview yeah. people. I'm into it. Yep. I'm yep. into it. Right now, uh, the Rangers are playing, actually. We're like, you know what we mm-hmm. like to talk about when we record this? 707 on so, a Monday night. Uh, yeah. Rick Nash is getting honored. At this point in time, which good for Rick weird. Nash. Weird. It's very weird. Right? I think this is weird. Why, why not Why not recognize the 1,000th game he played in the day he played his 1,000th game? Why are you waiting for the team that traded him when things got real bad? I do. De- it, it, it feels super fucking petty. It does, right? I was just thinking that because we were at the 1,000th game, not to brag. And, uh, and they did really nothing. They did a step on. A tribute video because Stepan was back. I guess they didn't want part to of, mix that with, with Derek. Yeah, I guess you can't do like you can't honor Nash the same night Stepan comes back. I get, but it's not like the Rangers haven't had a home game since then. Yeah, like what is I don't like I like Nash. I, we've been pretty hard on him at, at times. He's a great player. Uh, You've been pretty hard on him. I've at been times. pretty hard on Nash at times uh, for Stonehands in Game Seven against the Lightning, but. I just this is so weird. Like, why, why are we honoring him now? Like, we're literally waiting for the Blue Jackets to get here and rub it in their face. Like, remember this guy? Like, do the Blue Jackets yeah, even no, care anymore? Exactly, they definitely exactly don't. It. Uh, no. It's remember. It kind of sounds like they do, right? When Pale Dragon was we on, we brought we brought Pale Dragon, and he he didn't necessarily say bygones be bygones when he was here. I, it's not like he doesn't hold the world's biggest grudge against him, but it doesn't sound like they're going to see a movie together anytime soon. It just. It just feels so strange to do it now. Like, he's got his kids on the ice. I'm watching at this point. It's a very cute situation. Like, he's smiling. Family's there. Great. But it's like, hey, Blue Jackets, look at this. Is this nice for you, bro? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's petty as fuck. But, you know, at the same time, if that's what Nash wanted to do, fine. Oh, if it, Nash wanted to do ceremony it. anyway. If Nash said, I want to be honored for my 1,000th game after I've played it and against the Blue Jackets, and the Rangers were like, sounds cool to me, more, more power to him. Good for him. All right. Let's go back to earlier in the week. There okay. were a lot of rumors about a trade, my friend. We kind of touched on them in the last podcast, but the trade yeah. was for Gal- uh Fuck, why am I going to mess up his name? Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk. Alex Galchenyuk. Alex Galchenyuk. And then Shaw somehow got involved, which I was not thrilled about. That's a contract that you and I have trashed over and over again on this podcast. I don't know. I don't think we've trashed Andrew Shaw's contract. We should. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's awful. It goes. It goes back to... There are. Hold on, hold on. Pause, 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 pause. I'm sorry. The president no. of hockey operations for the Blue, Columbus Blue Jackets just came out and shook Nash's hands. Like, what? What are you doing? 
Sorry. All right. So Shaw's not contract. Be the same guy that traded him. Got to remember that. That's very strange. Now he's having a hard Probably time. Probably not the same guy. That's he's having a really hard time getting this, <laughs> getting this picture revealed. All right. All right. Let's back. Sorry. Back to the bad podcasting for a second. I had to get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, Andrew Shaw. Right. So names don't really float out of the Rangers front office ever. For example, we don't really know who the Rangers were willing to trade, and we don't really know who the Rangers were seeking in trade. It seems obvious that. The Rangers were not going to do business with the Canadians unless Galchenyuk was involved. That's a name that we've seen connected to the Rangers for months on end now. Uh, I think it's uh, safe to say the Rangers see value in him as a top six center, and he's currently being used on the fourth line in Montreal, and they feel like they can swoop in and get him at a discount, which good for them. They should be doing their due diligence and trying to find players like that, especially if they're building for the long term. Uh, The one that didn't make sense is Shaw, and – Shaw is a guy that Larry Brooks has loved since Shaw was in Chicago. You can people have actually done this. The internet's a fascinating thing because once you put something on the internet, it stays there forever. Forever. Um, when the Rangers were shopping Keith Yandel and trying to figure out if they were going to trade Yandel or keep him through the deadline, in conversations, um, Brooks was speculating that Shaw was a guy the Rangers were looking at to get from Chicago in a trade. So. One part of me wonders how much is it the Rangers legitimately had interest in Shaw, which with his contract would be surprising because it's not a good contract. And how much of it is that Larry Brooks likes Andrew Shaw and Brooks is just going to speculate on players and put them in trades. It's it's very like I, I, I'm sure what? I'm That's sure the contract it might be we don't want at all. But I'm sure the Rangers at some point in time had interest in Andrew Shaw, and I'm sure the Rangers front office has nice things to say about him as a player. I just can't see any scenario where the Rangers are trading something of value to get that contract back. It doesn't make any sense. The Rangers spent this entire offseason trying to rid themselves of bad contracts, like trading. I won't even call Derek Stepan a bad contract, and we're going to talk more about Stepan. Oh, we are going to talk about that. Um, But we bought out Dan Girardi. We even considered buying out Mark Stahl, two buyouts in one offseason, especially for as long as those buyouts are going to stay on the cap, is not something a team takes lightly. Um, It just wouldn't make any sense. And the Rangers, the the long-term contracts the Rangers gave out in free agency are both for four years, which are not including Zibanejad, but that doesn't – I'm not really considering that because he's under 25 years old. That yeah. contract is brilliant the way it is. I'm, so ready, to, I'm ready to go with that one. The, the contracts given to players above the age of 25 are only for four years. And those contracts are movable if you so choose to move them. And fuck if I know what they're going to do with Brandon Smith, because apparently he's not even good enough to play over Steve fucking Camper. He can't play right now. Apparently he came into, to, into camp and quote unquote, the worst shape of his life. <laughs> yeah, it's and, funny. Brandon Smith in the worst shape of his life is still better than Steve fucking Camper. I kind of feel that way, too. I, I don't think that's a hot. You take. should feel that way because it's, it's clear. It, Camper's bad. Let's just get this out of the way now. Let's get right into this. Steve Camper is a bad hockey player. And we're not. Like, we liked Adam Clendenning. We're not going to make camp for our Adam Clendenning of this year. Like, I understand that Clendenning no. had his problems and he's on waivers again. Um, sorry, Clendenning. But Clendenning is better than Steve Camper. And their whole argument that came in middle of the week about the Coyotes waving Clendenning. And if the worst team in hockey doesn't have a spot for Clendenning, does that mean Clendenning is actually bad? That's not even the conversation we were having last year. People wanted Clendenning in the lineup because he was clearly better than what the Rangers were trotting, trotting out there every night. And the damning thing is, if the worst team in hockey thinks Adam Clendenning is not good enough 
to play on their roster and Clint Edding was still better than the options the Rangers had last year, that should tell you everything you need to know about how bad the Rangers' defense was last year. Exactly, man. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how Adam Clendenning has played this year. The fact of the matter is when Clendenning played last year, he was good, and the players he was suppo- supposedly losing minutes to were bad. Well, That's, all, that's, that's the entire Clendenning conversation. We had it in five minutes. Now, that's it. Now Camper, you know, who is getting – Camper's just garbage. He's getting at least 14 minutes of ice play every single night. So it's not like the Rangers have about four defensemen in Hartford that are better right now than Steve Kampfer. If if James uh, Clark was here, he would give you a thesis on why Ryan Graves should be up in the NHL right now. Ryan Gla- Ryan Graves, Neil Pionk, um, Bear Gloves, Ryan Ryan Sproul we'll has to. been intriguing since the Rangers required him, and we just lost Bear Gloves. Well, we didn't actually we didn't really Bear lose Gloves him. Is interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah, so he went back to the he's KHL. Uh, go on, he's being loaned. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's being, being loaned. He's being loaned. We're going here. You take this for now. And the Rangers told Bear Gloves that we want to see him next September, so he yeah. could come back. That's nice. That's fine. The Rangers have too many defensemen in Hartford right now because for some reason they demoted Anthony D'Angelo to Who's make that? room for Steve Camper. Who's that? Uh, Anthony the, the centerpiece of our Derek Stepan Ant- Antti Ranta. We we made a trade. Oh, wait, uh, what's the missing piece on the on the team right now? Uh, center depth, right? Uh, center depth? Do we we traded for a defenseman though to strong up or you know get a better defenseman, right? Yeah. Okay. Did we, well, we? That happened, right? We we got better. De- no. We didn't. We didn't. No, we didn't get we better didn't defense because we're playing Steve Kemper and Nick Holden. Interesting. For, well, wait, wait, wait. We got. But well, we drafted so a center that's so playing close. now, right? We've drafted a center that's playing on the team. It's contributing right now, right? Because Hendrick Hendrick no. Lucas windows closing, all that. We no. we didn't. No. Oh man. Mm-hmm. It, it the the frustrating <laughs> thing is this defense is so close. So close. And the thing that pisses me off the most mm-hmm. is the Rangers have won three straight games, but the three straight games have theoretically saved Elaine Vigneault's job for now. He's, he's just as bad today as he has been the last... But you can, you can do the media the narrative right away. Like the, the guys and the players, they got together and they decided they were going to win for AV. Like yeah, I know that like sounds like Ryan, the media is shit. If that's the media narrative, if we have one fucking lazy media covering this hockey team, it's the Rangers shouldn't have needed a third quarter, a third period comeback to beat the Las Vegas Knights, who were starting their fifth string goaltender. The Rangers beating the Lightning two to one was remarkable, all things considered, especially when you think about how good that didn't Lightning you just offense know, was. No, though, like when you went to the game, you're like, oh my God, we're going to sure, win. But Hank stood <laughs> on his head. Yeah. Hank stood on his head. Hank had. Without question, his best game against the Lightning. Of course. He bailed the defense out like he did. Ugh, I can't even count the amount of times he's done that before. And then you look at the Panther game. Actually, can't. Panther game wasn't good. Sure, the, the, the game time goal with under two minutes to play is 100% on Hank. I don't think you could blame anyone for that. But <sighs> how many times did Camper get toasted in that game? Uh, a ton. He, yeah, it's unbelievable. Put him down, dude. Like I, I, it's not that I, like again. I have nothing against Steve Camp for the person. I'm sure he's a great teammate. It's just we traded for a defensive piece that was supposed to be on this team that's now in the AHL, and we have multiple other players that could be better than Camper. It's just why are we why are we not playing the optimum pieces? And that's part of what AV brings to this team: not playing your best talent. Now, I mean, you wrote a piece last week for <laughs> speaking of best talent. Uh, about how De- De- 
Oh, why? My God, I cannot speak ever, Greg. David, D- David, David Harnay. Harnay. Uh, was, there you go. I was going to say Desharnay, which is dumb. Yeah, you um, you suck at names. I you should just start, start saying numbers sucked. and I'll finish the name for you. Sucked. David, my good friend David, wasn't going to play, but then flew, flew Nieves. Uh, he got uh, he had to sit because he was sick. So. Well, that, that's that's the other thing, Ryan. So Desharnay was going to be a healthy scratch for Paul Carey. This Paul is weird. Paul Carey was going to play this is very third line. Yeah. That was, that's what, what was going to happen. The only reason why DeHarnay gets back into the lineup is because Boo Nieves gets the flu. Now, but wait. instead, for some reason, instead of AV still playing carry on the third line, which is where he was going to play if Boo Nieves was healthy, DeHarnay leapfrogs over Paul Carey, hmm. and Paul Carey is the guy that gets benched for the third period against the Panthers. Hmm. What? Two plus two doesn't equal 12. I don't really understand. <laughs> it but it, it, it's that. It's shit like that, Ryan. That just doesn't make any sense. Because if if you're not going, if the only reason why you're playing a guy is because of an emergency illness has eliminated one of your four healthy centers, why would you? I, I Paul Carey was going to play the third line, and now this is not me justifying Paul Carey supposedly playing the third line. Deharnay should never have been in the doghouse. Deharnay should be penciled into the lineup every night and he should be on the fourth line and on a penalty kill. And that should be his role. He should not be expected to play on a power play unit. He should not be expected to play top six minutes. He should not be expected to be a central point of the Rangers offense. He is a good five on five center that could provide you with uh, some offensive talent but for the most part, he's just a, a solid two-way center that keeps your team in games when you're rolling lines. And he has and been particularly good this he's year. He's been fine. Yeah, he's, he's been fucking fine. He's played above his head, that's for sure. He's The only thing you can criticize about David DeHardnay's game is that he hasn't been good on the power play, but he shouldn't have been on the power play in the first place. That's it. That's the whole fucking I, it's point. Fine. It's fine. If, you're gonna, if, the, if the one thing you're going to – if you're going to pick nits with David DeHardnay's performance this year – the one thing you can point to is him being on the power play, but it is bad coaching to put him on a power play unit in the first point. It's, he should he should have never been on a power play, ever. That's not his game. No one when the Rangers signed him, we had the conversation being like David DeHarnay. That's a perfectly fine fourth line center who could possibly slide up to the third line if you really need. And then then he started right in the second line. We were like, oh, second line, huh? and on the second power play unit, and he still hasn't played on the penalty kill. I don't. It, it doesn't make any sense. No, it makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. And it's shit like this. Like, yes, the Rangers have won three straight games. Yes. I don't think everyone is – actually, I think people are just as mad at Elaine Vigneault today as they were when we had lost five or six or six or seven. And by the way, they might be four straight games. We're recording this. The first period is five minutes into at this point in time. Sure, sure. sure. The point is Elaine Vigneault has not learned anything. He's still playing Elaine – he's still playing Steve Kanford. Mm -hmm. He's still playing Nick Holden. Yep. Well, what we, can, you can't really not. I think Nick Holden's on this team now, dude. Like, I, I think Nick Holden is in. I think Nick Holden's always been on this team. I, you think he's always he was never going anywhere because I, I feel like we I, were, were I, pretty sold he was going to get traded for a while. Yeah, but he didn't. You're right. He, he never did. And once again, all the Nick Holden stuff was us assuming the Rangers were going to move him, but we never. Again, the Rangers don't leak anything. When they leak something, it's on purpose. It's definitely they on didn't purpose. leak anything. They, so the fact that we we kept putting Nick Holden in trades because it made sense. The Rangers kept collecting defensive assets, so you figured someone would have to go. But never had the Rangers actually said Nick Holden is not going to be a part of this team. 
that was an assumption we made because we saw the Rangers collecting so many defensive assets that we figured something's got to give. But then the thing that gave was D'Angelo is in Hartford and Nick Holden is back entrenched in the lineup. <laughs> oh, he's entrenched. He's first no, line yeah. pairing entrenched. He's in there. There's no, uh, I'm so frustrated. He's definitely going to be on this team all year. Like if we make the playoffs, he'll be on the roster. That's yeah, and he'll exactly be getting significant minutes yep. and important minutes, just like he did last year. Yep. And just like he did when the Rangers were blowing third period leads. And, against and Nick Holden proves to be a winger once again this, this week by scoring a nice winger goal as a defenseman. That's all I'm saying. He's a winger. We've been saying it for years. Put him on the wing. I'd rather who would you rather have? Paul Carey or Nick Holden? Think about it. Paul Carey. I don't think Nick Holden's <laughs> that good of a hockey player. Think about like it. if we're just gonna be that honest about it. I would rather put D'Angelo back up. This is a ridiculous take. I'd rather put D'Angelo back up. And put Nick Holden in the Paul Carey spot. That's what I'd what, rather as do. An skater? Yeah, an actual and no, as as an an offensive skater, as a winger. You're you're an idiot. But I know. Go on. I said that. That's the whole take. That's the whole take. I'd rather do. Am it's I ser- am I serious? Half and half. But I think you're serious. You'd be more serious if I wasn't poo pooing this so hard. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, but I just he's really gonna be part of this lineup all year. He's Avi's pet. It's like Tanner Glass from last year, and I think we buried the lead, by the way. Tanner Glass on waivers, my friend. Now, we buried the lead. I'm just ignoring it. I don't want to talk about it. I it be, if, if it happens, we'll have an emergency podcast. No, wait, wait, wait. I, I, AV already came out. He already came out. Look at me. He already came out and said, bullet dodge. Uh, we're good. That doesn't mean shit. AV so, doesn't get to make the decision. Wait, but, and, I, but you didn't let me finish the next sentence. But he said, we could be better. So maybe he'll sign Tanner Glass. He didn't actually say that, but I was, you know, making. I, I know what is mine. He goes, that's his guy. Yeah, he's got to say that because he, you can't talk about players on waivers like that. It's tampering. So, first of all, the man who asked that qu- question, um, Steve Zippe. <clears throat> Second of all, the reason why Zippe asked that is because he's a fucking blowhard, idiot. And third, <laughs> oh he knew what the answer was going to be. You can't talk about players on waivers. Can't do it. So even if AV wants Tanner Glass in the worst way, his answer had to be we're good. Yeah. Does he want him in the worst way, though? I kind of think he does. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. Tanner Glass, I look at Jennifer Love Hewitt from the 1990s and early 2000s, and I feel a certain way. AV feels the same way when he looks at Tanner Glass. He is just truly madly in love. A man madly in love. Let's. Yeah. I feel like we've been really grumpy. So far, it's yeah, been well. The, this is it's even been, when the Rangers are winning. This is not a that, fun team to root for. That's why I was gonna make this point now. It's it's been it's been a fun week for us theoretically. We won three in a row. Uh, we, we're back together. That's nice. KZB back together. We're moving up in the standings. We're like pretty close to the Capitals in the standings. By the way, that's pretty funny. Capitals and have been pretty bad this they year. They have been. The Devils still. The Devils and the Blue Jackets still atop of the standings. But how long will that last? Not sure. Uh, shout outs to our uh, our rival podcast, Devil's Advocates. Look at that. Um, nice plug. You know who thought of that name, by the way? Was it you? This guy. Our friend Jeff, who comes on the podcast, is the resident Devils fan and started his own Devil's Advocate podcast. There you go. Nice plug for Jeff there. Not that there anyone listen. You're all Ranger fans. Um, you should listen. It's a good podcast. I listened. I had fun with it. I, I did I did listen, too. Jeff's a good guy. He'll be back on here sooner than later. And uh, how long? How, I'm sorry. My brain exploded. Who knows how long those teams will stay on the top of the standings? We could fight back now. This is a team that could get into the playoff race at this point in time. Let's talk about the good from the week. How about that? You want to talk about some good okay. things? Some here, good things? Here's, here's the good. Okay. Uh, KZB. 
KZB is back. Way, 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 way so good. It's almost one of those things where maybe it shouldn't have been broken up, Ryan. Huh. Just maybe. Hmm. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich is going to be the best player on this Rangers team in the next five years. I'm getting a jersey. I've, I've decided. He's going to be a jersey. Yeah, he's, I will probably I, get one as well. I'm, he's, he's phenomenal, and he should never be on a fourth line. It's embarrassing that he was. And he's a great personality. It, I like him as a person. He's funny. I'm in. I'm in. Um, Kevin Hayes has remained Kevin Hayes. And squirting water at people. That was so, What was pe- up with that? Did you see his response, by the way? Yeah, the ice was there. The ice was dry. It was The ice was looking a little dry. I had to, I had to help it out. He's unbelievable. And he's been great offensively. Kevin Hayes, <laughs> let's talk about the positives. Kevin Hayes has been great. It's still a negative that he's not on a fucking power play unit, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, JT Miller? Just come, put him, put him on, on the JT Miller. Unbelievable. Come on, dude. Rangers forwards. I, have, I don't have a problem with a single Ranger forward. They've all been great, including Rick Nash. Rick Nash has been Rick Nash, The only thing Rick Nash hasn't done is score goals. But Rick Nash that's, has done that's, everything that's kind of, else. That's kind of his MO, isn't it? No, Rick Nash creates offense, and he still does that. Doesn't score goals though. <laughs> you hating Rick, you hating Rick Nash is just like it's like I Kevin just, Kiermaier doesn't get home runs. It doesn't make him less of a baseball player. Don't you say bad things about Kevin Kiermaier? But well, um, well you say bad things about Rick Nash. Rick I, Nash is the Kevin Kiermaier of this Rangers team. He is sort of. That's a terrible reference for people who don't know Kevin Kiermaier because he's like a lot of people don't know who he is. He's a center fielder for the Rays. He's very good at defense. You, but, should, learn, you should learn Kevin Kiermaier. He's dreamy as fuck. He's so dreamy. Go just Google Kevin Kiermaier. Try not to look at his eyes for more than ten seconds. Good luck. I dropped my pants for Kevin. Kiermaier. I already did thinking about it. And uh, so, Rangers. So anyway, Rangers no, forwards. None not, of them have been bad. Not a single one. Not a single one. No. There's not a even Boo. Boo has been great since Boo, he's come up. Yeah. I, where has he been all year? That's a better question. Hartford, yeah. <laughs> because apparently this team thought Paul Carey and Adam Cracknell were better than Boo Nieves. Yeah, well, Adam Cracknell did not last long on this team at all. You so, know, the funny thing is, Cracknell should still be here over Paul Carey. Yeah, I, I have a feeling there there is a certain aspect of this team that likes part of the personalities in locker rooms. Going through some people's so, so social... Why, why Paul Carey? Paul Carey is... This is the longest Paul Carey has ever been in an NHL locker room. I feel like he's gotten close to some people on the team pretty quick. I know that doesn't matter, but that are, that's are just you, a feeling is it I got. A feeling or it's a feeling. It's a total feeling. I have no inside information. I, I went through some some Instagrams. I did some Halloween stuff, and I did a deep dive in their Halloween costumes for our website. And I found Paul Carey be hanging out with a lot of people, and I was like, "Wow, Paul Carey, popular guy." Mm. So that was my. I, I couldn't think of anything else. That was really I where know. I was at. Anyway, Ryan McDonough has turned his game around. Agree. Uh, I don't know if he was. I would. I'm starting to think he was battling an injury that we didn't know about to begin the year. The fact that there were three practices where he doesn't participate and gets credited with a quote-unquote maintenance day makes me feel like he was banged up and people were just not telling us. Um, And I think he's less banged up now because he's been phenomenal. Kevin Shattenkirk has been everything as advertised. At the point of this podcast, Kevin Shattenkirk has as many points as Girardi has last year. The entire last year. Everything as advertised. Will he have defensive moments where you wonder what's going on in his head? Yes. Uh, but is he one of the five premier offensive defensemen in the NHL? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And is yep. he no I, arguably it. the best power play quarterback the league has to offer? Without a doubt. He's As incredible. advertised, He's has incredible. been Kevin Shattenkirk. Anyone saying Shattenkirk has been bad defensively 
is just looking to pick nits, and I will not stand for it. He did look sloppy on the else. on the ice the first couple of games, especially with that losing streak. I was like, what is happening here? But because yeah, he, he, he was playing with all new teammates and not playing consistently with the same guy. Listen, Chemistry we, fucking matters. It does, and we change lines all the goddamn time, which is funny because Drew has pointed out in the past, Drew Way, writer for BlueShirtBreakaway.com, uh, has pointed out in the past that AV is really reluctant to change his lines all the time, but just this this year he's been changing everything all the time. That's all it is. Either way, Shea Shattenkirk, I, I still would rather have McDonough Shattenkirk, but Shea Shattenkirk is working. Oh, so. and Brady Shea, uh, speaking of players that have really stepped up their games, during the Lightning game, he was incredible the whole time. Shea's been great, especially in the offensive zone, but he's also hasn't been a liability defensively and, in fact, has carried Shattenkirk at times when needed. Shea's been, Shea's been phenomenal. Really, the only problems on this team, in my mind, are Nick Holden and Steve Kampfer. It's weird how that happens. And and we talked last couple podcasts about how this team is way too talented to tank, and you're seeing it now. These guys are these guys have a lot of talent. Like they're good. We it's haven't a good, even talked. Team. We haven't even talked about Zook or Kreider. Think about that. It's a good team that's playing with four defensemen, and one of the five defense, the fifth defenseman that could help fix this team is Brandon Smith, who sits in the press box every game. Just. Brandon Smith, if, if you're disappointed with Brandon Smith's play, just put him on the third pairing. Don't bench him. He's not going to get better by not playing. No, he's not. What? I just, I don't know. I don't understand it. And then there, there is just no reason for fucking Steve Camper to be on an NHL roster, let alone playing serious minutes. Speaking of offseason signings, including Smith, uh-huh. the Duchesne trade happened. Uh, yep. And we are we have a uh, interview coming up where we just dissect that Deshane trade with a person from Silver Sevens, uh, a blog that has helped us out before. So that we'll talk about the Deshane trade with Colin in a minute. But we traded Derek Stepan in this offseason, and we've talked about this mm-hmm. before. Uh, we traded Ante Ranta, who obviously has had a tough year, but was a solid backup for us, and we had a had a good amount of value at that point in time. It was a starting caliber goalie being paid one million dollars. I agree, and then. Uh, we, I know we were up against the trade deadline, which makes this trade a little bit, uh, undervalued in our well, point. Not a, not a trade deadline. We were oh, sorry, up against uh, the, a contractual, a contractual deadline. deadline. And at, at, Duchesne was traded for a large haul, my friend. A very. The equivalent of two first round picks, a second round pick, a third round pick, uh, an NHL goalie and three prospects. Something like that. Three like, good two, prospects. Two prospects, but yeah. No, I think it's three. Cause I think they got another one from the Predators. And Turris, yeah. And well, they didn't get Turris is a predator. Oh, Turris is a predator. Did Sorry. You look at the trade before I did. We started talking. I did, I did. Sorry, Turris. But Turris got traded during that time. Like they, they to, uh, the predator. to the Predators. Yes. Every, but I'm saying that the, the Sens gave away a lot during this point. To get and so did the Predators. Yes. All for Duch- all for the equivalency of Duchesne. Right. And we got Tony D'Angelo. Uh AHL defenseman. And NHL an AHL defenseman who's not being played on the Rangers team right now. Who is a prospect who doesn't even hit our top five prospects right now? Would you say that's, that's uh, fair? No. He is probably the third best prospect in the Ranger system. You think so? Because I had, yeah. Bear, I had Bear Gloves ranked third earlier today. I was, I was reading through it. Um, uh, but, no. Okay. Uh, that being said, he's in the AHL, not contributing this team. And Leas Anderson, who is uh, over in, in uh, Forlunda at this point. So how did we not get more? So I, I understand the Rangers not getting the exact same package because despite Stepan and Duchesne kind of – we talk with um, Colin a lot coming up about how I thought Terrace and Duchesne are very much the same player. Stepan and Duchesne even more so 
in my mind, step on the better player. Um, I, that's I, that's I biased, that's obviously, biased. on our, our part. But I, I, I don't think that's biased. Mm. I, I think the numbers the numbers show it. I would go step on too, a obviously. more productive NHL player uh, at this point, at the same age as Matt Duchesne. So the trick is you were not you were never going to get as much as the Avalanche wanted for Duchesne because Stepan has the no trade clause, and while it's really only for two years of the four years he's under contract. And you can always work around no trade clause because all you have to do is tell Stepan you want to trade him. He'll give you a list of teams he'll want to go to and you can make something work. Um, but to only get D'Angelo and, his, and the first round pick for Stepan at the time didn't feel like a lot. And now it's you can almost it's almost like confirmation bias a little bit. It, they didn't get enough. And, and it, not even that, that they didn't get enough. If Anthony D'Angelo was going to be the centerpiece of the return on that trade, which he was, I don't care what you say about the first round pick being seventh overall, you do not have a first round pick be the centerpiece of a trade for a player like Derek Stepan. If Tony D'Angelo was going to be the centerpiece of that trade, you have to make sure that the coach is on board with that move. And it's clear that the coach wasn't. At no point can you say that Elaine Vigneault was comfortable with acquiring D'Angelo. We didn't see it. He didn't give D'Angelo any kind of time in the NHL to prove that he belongs here. He kept playing him in inopportune situations. He barely put him on the power play. I just – I don't understand it. How, how do you trade a guy like Derek Stepan and – without question, make your team worse by doing so for a player that for whatever reason does not fit your coach's mold. That, that, that to me is the failure. You can't make that trade for Tony D'Angelo without having a serious conversation with Elaine Vigneault and making sure D'Angelo is going to play serious minutes in the NHL. You just can't do it. If, if the coach is uncomfortable with the player, you have to find a different player or you keep step on. I don't. I don't think the cap would have worked out. But if we didn't end up signing, not that this matters at this point in time. Uh, if we didn't sign Brandon Smith, we probably could have kept Step on, maybe. And sign Shattenkirk. And sign Shattenkirk. And we were not playing Brandon Smith as it is now, and we would have had center depth. Step on could have stayed here. Step on's contract's good, by the way. I like Step on's contract. It's fine. I want to call it good. It's fine. Uh, it's six, six point, million six, over the next six four point years. Six point five. Yeah, over the next four years. It's a six point five hit, and he's getting paid six. It, it's fine. It's it's not great. It's not it's not cap crippling. I just I miss the guy. I, I I legitimately miss him. Yeah, he was good. He was a good Ranger, and he'd be the Rangers' second or third best center right now, depending on how you evaluate Kevin Hayes. I personally think Kevin Hayes has been playing out of his mind. Um, but the Rangers would be a significantly better team today if they still had Derek Stepan on the roster, because obviously the defense wouldn't be any different. Defense would still have Steve fucking Camper. Yeah, it would be still be the same thing. We'd have a we'd have a center. So maybe was, I, maybe they're thinking rough, long term. I don't know. It was a rough trade at the time, and it has made the worse when you see the the haul that the Avalanche were able to get from Matthew Shane. Uh, and it makes it worse when it's really relying now on on Anderson to to become an amazing player for that trade to work out. It's not relying on Tony D'Angelo. I don't think Tony D'Angelo is going to become this this defenseman that we want him to be. And at the same time. Uh, Heedle has been who the the later pick for us has been the guy who has 
been so highly touted and is leading like the AHL in prospects. Sure, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that looking at that like logic. That, thinking no, it's bad logic because I don't it know is. if the Rangers take Heedle if they don't get Anderson. Probably not. By all accounts, Heedle and we we had Namita on last week tell us that the Heedle pick was a stretch. I don't think the Rangers make that pick at twenty one unless they already have Anderson. So if if you want to praise the Rangers for taking Heedle at twenty one then you still have to give them credit for going out and getting the second first round pick to make them feel comfortable to take the guy they really wanted at 21. Okay. Because I, everyone, I, I don't think Hedl was projected to go in the first round. He wasn't. And I, I think I, he was projected to go mid, mid forties. So the Rangers took him 20 picks early. That that's a big jump. You better be confident in your pick if you do that. And it, it's looked great so far. That's so, but still got no, plenty of time I, to pan out or not. So I, I will I will shut down that logic like oh the the twenty first pick is better than the seventh. First of all, Anderson is nineteen. Maybe give the kid a chance to play in America. Oh, he's got a, before he's got a lot of develop time. You know, I'm not calling him a bust. Yeah. And no, no but I, I want to make this clear. I'm not saying, calling him a bust at all. No, but you you did make the point that well the second round pick looks better than the 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 second pick in the first round looks better than the first. You don't get the second pick unless you have the first. That's fine. Because I don't think this Ranger team makes that aggressive of a selection without thinking in their head, we already have Leas Anderson. Let's swing for the moon here a little bit. <sighs> All right. Let's go to our interview. We'll come back and we'll do some uh, some nonsense, talk some Thor, some Stranger Things really quick. Uh, non-spoilers, of course. And well, uh, how, can, how can we spoil them? I haven't seen Thor and you haven't seen Stranger Things. Best, best way to not spoil anything. And then uh, from there, I, w- I do want to have a little conversation about my sports identity with you. So uh, let's go over to Colin, talk a little bit of Duchesne, and come right back. Here we go. Transition. And we're back with our first guest, Colin Cudmore of Silver Sevens. He's going to help us break down the Duchesne trade, which uh, has blown my mind. And I'm assuming Greg's. Colin, say hello. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for coming on. I know you're a busy man today, uh, Sens fans. Uh, you traded for Broussard last year. Now you're training for another center. Uh, what is your initial reaction? I want to just gauge that right away. Um, pretty shocking, actually. Um, we, there's there's been a lot of talk about Turris, uh, Turris's extension and how uh, it looks like it looks like it's been falling through a bit, and there's been um, there was a disagreement on both sides between the term, especially. So we we were we were, we were thinking uh, or there's always a possibility of a trade uh, looming for Kyle Turris in particular. Although it never really hit until we got news of the actual trade, so it's still a bit of shock right now. But so, can I give you? What? Oh, go go ahead, Greg. I'll do mine later. Yeah, no. So basically, it's just on paper. It doesn't feel like Duchesne is that big of an upgrade over Kyle Terrace. Do you feel the Senators are a better team today because of the trade, or is this strictly kind of getting the same type of player as Terrace, but having an extra year of control? Well, if you look at if you look at the stats, Duchesne is definitely an upgrade over Tourist. What, how much do you think that is? Um, it really, it's very sub, very subjective. Although, uh, yeah, Duchesne is more more of a scorer. You can expect a lot more more um, point scoring out of him. Uh, even though he had that weak year last year, it was, it was with uh, um, it, it was really a, a special year in a bad way for Colorado. You um, just, just didn't have the line mates. Um, you just nothing was going for him. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's still it's still an upgrade in in all sense fans' mind. Although if you look at Turris, both can be very um, both are very comparable players. We find um, they're, they're uh, they can both put up fifty to sixty points consistently. Um, yeah, if you look at things like passing data, um, very very similar there as well. Um, Duchesne likes to shoot a lot. He's also a bit faster, 
and that I find is, is the biggest upgrade in terms of just uh, getting them accompanied in the send system. But uh, yeah, uh, if you look at the value though, at uh, what, what they gave up to get that upgrade, that's where uh, lots of Suns fans look at this and think that we came out on the short end here. Um, you look at Shane Bowers, who was just our first round pick last year, and then the two picks, the first and the third. Um, just seems like a bit much for the, the marginal upgrade that we're getting. Do you feel like you guys got Duchesne because you're trying to sign him to a long-term extension? Also, that would make more sense. If, But it doesn't seem like he's agreed to anything like that at this point. Um, well, he, he won't be eligible to sign an extension for for a little bit, so I guess we'll have to find that out. But uh, it'll, I think it will depend a lot on, um, on another upcoming extension for Ottawa, and that's Mark Stone. He's going to be an RFA at the end of this season. And so we'll have to see how much he gets his, on his contract. Because after that year, we'll have a whole, it's going to be a... Um, a massive year re-signing for Ottawa. Uh, on top of Duchesne, there's going to be Eric Carlson's the big one, uh, Derek Broussard as well. So something's going to have to give there. Whether that's Duchesne or not, it remains to be seen. Although uh, um, Eric Carlson's pretty much the, the only lock to be signed, I guess. But uh, You say lock to you- be signed? <laughs> you think he's definitely 100% staying with the Sens no matter what? Eric Carlson, no matter what. He's, he'll be a senator for life. Wow, we're we're definitely least, call, we're definitely calling you mind. back when he's with another team. Just so you know. All right. <laughs> I hope he does because I, I I mean obviously he's your favorite player. He's probably the king of that entire area. Um, but I I I find it hard to believe he wouldn't test the waters. That's all I'm saying. I think I think he'll walk into the negotiating room with Pierre Dorian. He'll name him a mount, and Dorian will try to give him two million more. And he'll and he'll accept it, and it'll be good. And Eric Carlson <laughs> will be an Ottawa Senator for life, at least I, in, in my dream scenario. I imagine that. I don't hate the guy. He just beat me in a playoff series last year on one foot. That's all. So I mean, I'm really. Yeah. It's. I, I hope you guys don't have him just for that though, but in a, in a <laughs> nice way. I'm just you know I, he's a great player. He's an all timer. So let's talk a little bit more about what you guys gave up. So your first round prospect, like who was like the prize jewel of this trade? Uh, it's a bit difficult because there isn't really any sort of prize jewel. It could be the first round pick. It could be Shane Bowers. Uh, heck, it could even be Andrew Hammond if, if he puts up a good season and gets re- uh, re-signed. So um, it, it's really just the whole whole package, I find. So And that, that's the risk that Colorado really took with, with um, getting so many young players and so many prospects is that there's no guarantee whether they're, they're going to pan out or not. You look at Shane Bowers. He's only 18 years old. You look at the first round pick. He hasn't even been drafted yet. So there's so much fluctuation that could go on from there. And uh, it's really just a whole bunch of uh, accumulation of, of value that really got uh, Duchesne to Ottawa. There's a ton of it. In, in your mind, does this trade put Ottawa over the top? It, we've already talked about Terrace and Duchesne maybe not being a one-for-one, one, obviously, but is Duchesne enough of an upgrade over Kyle Terrace for the Senators to consider themselves legitimate Eastern Conference contenders? I think so. Uh, it definitely puts him uh, a step closer. Um, uh, you, you, like, if you look at the playoff run from last year, obviously, uh, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals really put a statement out there to the rest of the league about what this team actually can do. And a lot of that had to do with Guy Boucher and uh, uh, whether they can keep that up uh, throughout the remainder of the season uh, remains to be seen again. But um, it's, it's a clear upgrade. Uh, it gives Ottawa that number one center that they really haven't had since... Uh, uh, the, like the superstar center since Jason Spezza, really. So, uh, do you do you mean that that yeah. center since Mika Zavinajad? Is that what you're trying to say? 
Uh, uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a band job. Yeah. Are you not a fan? I'm just well, curious. No, so, some of us miss Zabanjad, some of us more than others. Um, so there definitely were people who weren't fans of Zabanjad. He always looked like he had more to offer, and he just couldn't find that gear. So He's, um, he's sort of finding it in New York, that's for sure. Uh, he's definitely taking definitely. another step, if, uh, if I will say. Without, I'm not trying to like burn our bridges here, but I, do, I will say he, he definitely took another step. Again, you guys beat us in a playoff series, and I still dislike you. Um, uh, yeah, well, you yeah. can take Elaine Vigneault for that. Yeah, so. thanks, Elaine. I, I think the key to Zibanejad's game is I, I just think the house music is better in New York City than it was in it's Ottawa. Way better. I think that's really opened up his game. Yeah, Ottawa actually got a house band this year. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, a I feel bit, like that's, that's a bit in late. spite of Zibanejad. It that's is. not fair. It's not fair. It, so, what do you do? You yeah. think there's part of the Duchesne trade was to keep Carlson happy? Um. Possibly. I, I, I don't really think so. I think it's more so. We, we, we cut out there for a second. Uh, we were saying, we were talking about uh, Duchesne uh, coming and Carlson being happy because of that. It, it could be that. I think it's more um, the, the pressure that management has to win right now. Um, the, the, the management situation always is, is a bit uh, complicated, but they've been dealing with such a budget for years now. And I think they have a cap hit of like 73 million now. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's the highest it's ever been. And uh, and Eugene Melnick, our owner, is just um, this is the most he spent. Um, it, it's a really statement that they really need to win now. So uh, it, they're going all out of it. They're going all out with it. And uh, yeah, that, that it's, it's that's really the ultimate goal is to win now. Do you see this team trading any other big pieces, or was this your big move for the year? Um, I think there's there's always potential for something. Jerry Dorian always says this. He's always looking for a trade. He's always calling GMs. He's probably calling others today, inquiring about trades. Um, I think uh, he'll definitely look to um, maybe acquire uh, depth pieces uh, when it gets close to the trade deadline. He, he did that last year. We acquired uh, Victor Stolberg, Tommy, Tommy Wingles. Um, I think he'll try to do that um, again, but whether there's any more like large pieces outgoing, that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Although, I, to- I, although I highly doubt it. You need a defenseman. We can offer you Nick Holden. Yeah, you, you don't even have to give us anything back. Huh. No, I don't it's think we'll free. be taking Nick Holden. I don't think you understand, Colin. It's free. That's what we're saying. Um, all right, sounds good. Uh, well, where do you guys are you? Where are you projecting this team to finish? Right now, you guys are in the second in the standings in your conference. You're doing very well. Uh, the Lightning are obviously a powerhouse. So, what is your prediction so far for this team? I think this this team, uh, especially with Duchesne, now, I think we're uh, um, almost a lock for the top three right now. Um, I think it, it it'll uh, depend a lot on how the other the rest of the division does. Uh, Toronto, we'll see if, if they can start rebounding. Uh, Boston is always hanging around there. Um, uh, even even Florida could potentially uh, break back out. Although, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's definitely looking like uh, Ottawa has the potential to, to really do some damage in the Atlantic Division this year. How has Craig Anderson played this year? Uh, I know last year he was uh, a very frustrating goalie to play against with a very interesting style. Is he continuing to be rather solid uh, from a guy who doesn't watch any Sens games? So Craig Anderson is a bit of a weird goalie. I agree. In that he tends to alternate years. He'll have one fantastic year, and then he'll come back down to earth the next year. And it'll alternate. And it's been this way for like almost ever since he's arrived in Ottawa. So last year he was fantastic. Um, 926 save percentage. Um, playing out of his mind was a huge factor in, in getting Ottawa um, to where they did in the playoffs. Although you, you look, he, he hasn't really been um, 
playing at that same level this year so far. Um, whether, whether that has to do with age or whether it has to do with the defense that's playing in front of him, um, which is which is a definite possibility. Um, it, it's it's it, those are def, those are definite factors. Although um, he just hasn't looked like the exact same Anderson that we've been seeing. He's already thirty six, so maybe it could be some aging in that. Um, that that's been the sense for, that's been Otto's worry for a little bit now. Although uh, I, I'm I'm kind of confident that he can uh, rebound at least a bit. Although we'll have to see how much uh, how much longer how much more he has in the tank. Once again, it sounds like you guys could use Nick Holden. This is really all I'm hearing right now. <laughs> All right, Greg. Uh, I think we should ask. We've asked all the hockey questions we had to ask, right? Is that it? That was. I mean, I just. I'm trying to wrap my head around how much Terrace will be missed. Do you think that contract was reasonable that he got from Nashville? Is it a situation where Ottawa knows they have to pay what's going to be north of ten million to keep Eric Carlson, so they just they don't want to lock in any long term contracts, knowing that that number is coming? Yeah. Well, we we knew that something had to give. And I, I guess that came at the expense of Terrace. Um, and I guess we're just really glad that we get something out of that. Um, is it it really looking, um, by, by the time the trade hit, it was really looking very unlikely that um, Terrace would even be uh, re-signed. There was a um, dispute between um, the Sens and Terrace's agent, between the term especially. And uh, I think, yeah, that definitely had a lot to do with uh, Eric Carlson, Mark Stone, uh, Cody Cece, Derek Broussard. Their, all their contracts are... are um, going to need massive raises soon. So um, it, it came at the expense of a great player, and he'll definitely be missing Ottawa. He, he leads he leads the franchise in all times overtime playoff goals. So he's definitely become a fan favorite. But uh, yeah, he'll definitely be missed. Would you have signed him to a six year, thirty six million dollar contract? Do you think that's a fair deal? I think it's a fair deal for tourists. Although looking at Ottawa's contract situation, it's a bit hard to uh, uh, say yes to that. Um, if if we weren't in the situation that we we were, um, I, I would have definitely, um, I would have gladly given that to um, a player of of Turris's caliber. But uh, um, yeah, just the situation with all, with all the contracts, it, it just wasn't uh, meant to be, I guess. Hmm. That's yeah, all I have. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> it, it's it's such an interesting trade to me, just because I don't. It seems like the value in Duchesne's extra year under contract is what really put this over the top for yes. Ottawa. Because I just, I, I know what you're saying, and I know what the advanced numbers say, but it's it's hard to find a player more evenly comparable to Kyle Terrace than Matthew Shane in my mind. Which is fine because yeah. now you're, you're basically getting an extra year of Kyle Terrace without having to pay him. Yeah, there, there, there definitely is an upgrade. Although um, you look at Ottawa's window. And and you look at the prospects who will be coming in as well. It looks like next year um, it could really be uh, the, the dream year. We have two top prospects in Thomas Shabbat and Colin White, who are debatably ready for this year already, but they're both um, playing the AHL right now. But uh, they'll, they'll be uh, 21. They'll still be on their entry-level contracts. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, getting that uh, ex- extension, that cost certainty for, for an extra year into the window. Um, will really help with that. Yeah, if I'm Nashville, I'm fucking pumped about this trade, though. They get a bona fide number two center with Johansson, and they didn't have to touch their defensive ranks to do it. That Nashville's going to be fucking good. I hate it. Yeah. Going to be? Yeah. Already, my friend. So Yeah. Wow. Their, their forward depth is incredible. The, the, the amount of trades that David Paul has been able to pull off is just mind-boggling. 
They could pull off another one too if they want. That's the crazy thing about it. It's unbelievable. Before, before you, we let you out of here, uh, I know you've already done a ton of podcasts tonight. We have to ask a question we usually ask everybody. I want to ask you, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, mm-hmm. No, it is not. Mm-hmm. 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 See, I, it, it, his computer specifically broke up again because I knew he was trying to say no and it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so, no, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, joining the No, a hot dog is not a sandwich team. It's a, a wonderful right. team to be on. And uh, Greg, any it's comments wrong, on that? Yeah, it's the wrong team to be on. I'm so, just saying the one NHL player we've had on this podcast very specifically said it's a sandwich. So I mean, we're good. I mean, he's on waivers now. So is he really that good? Um, anyway, shout out to Adam Klinetting. Thanks so much, Colin, for coming on. You want to plug your Twitter real quick? Yeah, you can follow me at Cudmore Colin. Uh, you can find my, and, uh, my writing at silver7cents.com. Yeah, that's it. Awesome, man. Thanks so thanks, much, guys. Thanks for coming on. Uh, good luck with you, Shane. I'm sure we'll end up, we won't be in the playoffs, but I'm sure you'll have a great time. And uh, good luck this season, man. All right, thanks, guys. Peace out. Hey, we're back. Thanks, Colin, so much for coming on. Uh, appreciate that. Breaking down the Duchesne trade with us. Uh, I still don't think he's that big of an upgrade. I don't think he's a big enough I don't think upgrade he's a huge upgrade Terrace. either. I know that, Colin. I, listen, if I'm a Sense fan, I have to think to myself, uh, man, we got we got, a, we got the player we want here. I can't the val- think. The value in, value in Duchesne is you basically extend Terrace for one year because now you have Duchesne for the next year and a half, whereas, as Colin was hinting, Terrace was walking. They're not going to sign anyone to a long-term deal until they get Carlson signed. If they get Carlson signed. Yeah, he was so confident that Carlson was signing, and I was like, ah. ah break, it breaks my heart. Uh, yeah. I, it was- I, would, I would – look, if, if he, he could be right. If the Senators want to back up the truck and overpay Carlson, who, by the way, is a player you 100% overpay for, mm-hmm. um, absolutely. But uh, let's just say Ottawa's ownership has been very stingy on finances in the past. It would be a shock to me if they're able to lock Carlson up long term. I felt the same way when he said he was like, it's a guarantee. I was like, well. We'll have him, we'll have him back on in two years. We'll see. Uh, Carlson's a Ranger, baby. Not, never happening, by the way. <laughs> uh, if, if you want Carlson as a Ranger, you have to live without Ryan McDonough. That's a decision you have to make. Can't get both. So you can only have one. Hmm. I mean, the, you know the answer. Carlson? Yeah. yeah it's the answer. I mean, not, not, I love McDonough, don't get me wrong. He's a generational talent. McDonough's great, but Carlson's a generational talent. He's incredible. It's like, it's like saying you could love uh, Aaron Judge as much as you want. If you had to choose between him and Mike Trout, you're taking Mike oh, Trout. Oh, Mikey Trout. Yeah, somehow, by the way, another joke on this podcast, Mike Trout somehow gets mentioned every week. It's actually, sh- it's it's just, actually incredible. <laughs> as he should. He's the best player in baseball. And we're both a, big baseball fans. This so is Mike a Trout great transition. This is a great transition. I have I've had some problems recently, Greg. I I kind of want to talk okay. these out with you. Right. I haven't talked to you off the podcast with this. I've kind of saved it for this moment. You wouldn't talk to me about off the uh, about this off the podcast. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. We're we're spending a weekend together. Um, coming up at Mohegan Sun. We're spending like a, we're spending like a week together. I'm seeing you on Wednesday. Yeah, we're going to a game on Wednesday, and then we'll see each other on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Wow, a lot a lot of Greg and Ryan time. Uh, mm. we'll be at Mohegan Sun if anyone's there gambling. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. We'll say hello. We'll also be at Norm's on Saturday. Don't come to Norm's. That's Norm. a secret place. Norm's. We'll talk. We'll talk about Norm's next week in the podcast. Norm for everyone. Has I want to do our live podcast from Norm's. We'll try. I'll, I'll try and figure if we can do a live podcast from Norm's. Uh, I don't think we. Uh, he might not have internet. <laughs> Explain who Norm is real quick. No, I. All you need to know about Norm is he's the sweetest, kindest human being this world has ever seen, and the fact that Norm and his wife Betty oh, are a saint. are not just opening their arms to twenty plus 
28 year olds <laughs> to come hang out at their house. Yeah. But feeding us. It got to a point. I, I feel bad. I do. Because anytime Norm invites us over, I'm like, Norm, there are a lot of us. I want you to know there are a lot of us. But if you want to meet. Can you explain how meal, we met Norm? Norm is our shuttle driver from the Courtyard Marriott in Norwich to Mohegan Sun. And he's a legend. He's a serenaded legend. us with songs. Uh, he's just, we've bonded with Norm so much. So now anytime we come, he invites us over to his house and we hang out with him. And by the um, way, his house is banging. It's on a lake. It's amazing. Oh my amazing. God, unbelievable. It's fantastic. <laughs> but so I, I tell Norm, like, Norm, there are 24 of us. If you, let's just get, let's get a meal somewhere yeah. as a big group. And we would treat Betty, Norm to dinner immediately. Danielle. Absolutely. We will, I'm like, we'll, we'll, it'll be great. We'll cover it. And Norm, who is like in his late seventies, just goes, hell no, you're coming over. And I'm like, all right, all right. I'm not <laughs> going to fight it. Can't fight with you, Norm. Can't, can't do it. it. Norm, not going, not going to, don't want to. Norm is a saint. We'll put, maybe we'll post a picture with Norm on the, on the Twitter. So people know. <sighs> Norm, we'll Norm take, is the greatest. We'll take a nice picture with him. All right. My sports fandom is in question. Not the Rangers. Okay. The Rangers. I'm, I would say the Rangers are my favorite sports team. That's pretty obvious, right? Like you're the the sure. Mets, the Mets are yours. The Rangers are your second. Team. Yeah, I, I wrote over ten thousand words about how I feel about the Mets today. So nice plug on our website, bluesbreakway.com. Uh, it's it's a it's a long one. I would clear a weekend to get through it. <laughs> to get, if you want to read about the Mets, that's where you can go. I have I've had a problem in other sports, okay. and and it's it's coming up quick. I found myself over the past two years, now that baseball has ended, really not being entrenched in the Tampa Bay Rays, and 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 liking them the way I used to. Now. I hate sports bigamy. I want to get that out of the way. But I feel like I'm committing it. Because I feel like I'm not really a fan of the team anymore. I feel like I've lost my, my edge for the Tampa Bay Rays. I used to love Joe Madden. I used to love uh, the GM and all the, the way they, they did things. But now everyone's doing the shift. Now everyone's doing the advanced analytics. Now everyone's doing that. And I've kind of fallen away from the Rays. And I found myself rooting for different teams in the playoffs, including the Yankees. Like, pretty hard, by the way. Okay. This podcast is over. <laughs> it's, it's over? I'm not yeah. I'm not saying anything yet. I just want to – I just like I, – I found myself being like rooting for the Yankees in the, in the Astro series. And I was like, wow. You know, we call, you, know, you know what you are. What? You're a Fairweather fan. That's what I'm trying to say. Am I a Fairweather fan? Yeah. Yeah, if you like the playoffs, everyone likes the fucking playoffs, Ryan. Yes, of course. That's not that's not an accident. Of course. But the whole thing that's supposed to make the playoffs special is knowing you can't get there every year. Yes. Even the Yankees don't get there. But every I mean, year. I grew up a Yankee fan and I felt like that 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 small tinge coming back and I've kind of like reminiscing of the 90s Yankees years and then I was like, what am I doing? And I, I wasn't like I didn't didn't want this to happen. It just happened. I wasn't trying. It wasn't like I was like the I still like the Rays, but I haven't here's, been in love with them the last two years. Like I've been, you did. I've been a Mike Trout you dated, guy. You dated someone in the nineties. Things were great. Things were great. But then as you got a little older, things in your life started to change and you made the decision. I need to move in a different direction. It is not your ex's fault that she's now dating Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that, that's on you. Yeah, if you that's on me. If you wanted to feel a certain way about a team, should have stuck with them, right? But I feel that way, kind of in basketball too. And this is where we're we're going to get to it. Yeah, but that doesn't count because you were always a fair weather fan in basketball. No, I've been like an on and off Spurs fan forever, but I've been waiting for the Knicks to be exciting. And now, Greg, uh, Greg, the, the Knicks, Knicks are pretty good. The Knicks are exciting now. The Knicks are pretty good. This it's been, almost like giving Kristaps Porzingis the keys to the team was going to be interesting. This is why it's been such a weird week for me because between the playoffs. And me not like watching or even like paying attention to the Rays as much as I wanted to the past like two years. Whereas you know how much we pay attention to baseball, both of us. We are big uh -huh. baseball guys. 
And I big I, baseball guys. You know how how many innings of the World Series I watched this year, though? Zero. <laughs> zero. Didn't watch a single inning. It was incredible, by the way. The whole thing. Uh, I'm sure it was. Except I'm game, se- game seven Beltran, was whatever. But, game seven was whatever. But I look. I'm thrilled for Carlos Beltran. I wanted that man to get a ring almost as much as I want to get a ring. So I'm happy he did it. But I I am a Met purist where I love baseball. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I watched plenty of playoffs this year. It just I I got to the World Series and I felt a little tired. And the Rangers were on, so I was prioritizing them. Look, playoffs are exciting, but I don't feel the play, baseball play, baseball playoffs are unlike any other playoffs. Where when the Mets are in it, I feel like someone is standing on my chest for three and a half hours straight, and there's nothing I can do to relieve this stress. But if I watch another team in the playoffs, it's like, oh, this is interesting. But I'm not living and dying with every pitch. Game five can be played at any party we're at forever. It's that good. It's it's the one of the funnest baseball games I've ever watched ever. I've uh, heard good things about it. it it's been great. Uh, my back to my point though about the Fairweather fan in me, because it's been it's you're, been eating me you're alive. Big, you're a big Fairweather fan. I I guess I am. I'm not sure you because no, I, you are you're you 100. I don't want to have this identity because I feel very strongly against it. But I when I'm rooting for the Knicks, all of a sudden I'm like, fuck, the Knicks are great. Like I, I was watching Crip Stats the other night. And I was like, this is amazing. I mean, let's, let's be honest. When you started rooting for the Rangers, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. You're right. And I took- you weren't rooting for the shitty Rangers. I wasn't. The Rangers that I that I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're you, Brian. You're just a Fairweather fan. I don't know. I don't know, man. This is a. It's really hitting me hard. It's coming you, quick. You seem to find a way to jump on the bandwagons right when they start gaining a little momentum. Is that why I've kind of been on the Spurs bandwagon for since I was like 13? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Because uh, the Spurs have never been bad in your them. lifetime, in no, my lifetime. I love you're starting to, it's, it's incredible that you're starting to like the Knicks now that they're winning. I, uh, I it's lo- incredible that you're starting to like the Yankees now that they're young. I, li- I like a lot of the prospects. The I love Glaber you'd probably You'd probably be jumping off the Ranger bandwagon if you didn't have a podcast. No, that's not happening. That's not happening. It's just not. It took you a long time to get here, buddy. It took me like 2012, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, I, I, was, I was there as a kid, and then I came back. Oh, I wonder why you were there as a kid. Hmm. What could have possibly happened when you were a kid with the Rangers? Uh, they might have won some cup that I watched when, yeah. I, when I was five Yeah, years they old. might have been really good. Yeah. Huh. yeah. No, Ryan, I think you just need to accept the fact that you're a fair way I'm not going to accept this, fan, uh, this fact because I, I then want— Maybe you should just stick with the Rays and stop being a little bitch about it. I just want to, I wanted to explain my feelings to you, Greg, and confide in you as a friend. And all yeah, of these and as, as, your, as your friend, you knew what my response was going to be. I knew, but I had to talk it out like you're my therapist. It's very important to me because it doesn't okay, feel well, good. Therapy. It doesn't feel like to like reaffirm your beliefs, and I'm just like, sounds like you're being a bitch. Uh, look, it's not my fault that you're worried the Rays giving Alex Cobb the qualifying offer is going to fuck them in some way. It, Which, by the way, if anyone's going to accept the qualifying offer this year, it should be Alex Cobb. Should be. Why wouldn't he? He's got to restore his value, get that one year paycheck, seventeen point four million dollars, and hit the market next year. Oh, man, that's a lot of money. Especially for the race. For Alex Cobb, who can't stay healthy. Yeah, who hasn't stayed healthy in like four years, dude. I, I don't know. That I mean, got Brett Honeywell in the pool system right now. Pretty yeah. high on him. So, you got Snell. I don't like Snell as much. I'm not a Snell wow. guy. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's, I'm not a hater. It's, the Rays are an interesting team. Glaber Torres is all I'm saying. But uh, am I allowed to? <laughs> Glover Torres is a Yankee. That's why I made the joke. Um, you're such a you're such a fair weather. It's it's incredible how big of a fair weather fan. You I don't are. think I am though. That's Steelers, 
I quit. Oh, I wow. Quit, you you, I fall quit out, you fell out of love. Yeah, I you quit, quit football. football. Still they're, shitty. they're still good, dude. What are you talking they're about? They're not that good. Yes, they're, they're still good. You, you, you quit football two years before Roethlisberger retires. They made the, they made the playoffs last year. I hate football. I, I, I hate football in general. You know that. How much money did you spend on fantasy football this year, Ryan? I, I'm going I'm, I'm going to make this announcement now. I might quit next year. Yeah, but how much money did you spend this year, Mr. I hate football? $100. Yeah. That's, that's a hefty paycheck. I, I hate football. I hate yeah. it. That's 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 fine. I, I love that you're. Gonna, by the way, uh, no one cares about our fantasy football no teams, but everyone needs to know that Ryan and I made a fantasy football trade. Did we? Um, yeah, you traded me Aaron oh, Donald. I did. Who had a who had a twenty point week this week? Yeah. Okay. No one cares. I, I do. <laughs> in the first quarter, he had two forced fumbles and a recovery. Okay. Congratulations. I I, I, I feel great because I fucking dominated this week. I sucked as always. I hate football. Yeah, not good. I hate it. I'm not I, – I, I, listen, I said all this, and I'm going to be called a Fairweather fan, and people are going to call me a Fairweather fan. I'm just having a lot of inner turmoil right now, and I need to get it out. Final point about my fantasy football team that I want no to talk cares. about a lot no right now. No one cares. No one cares. It, it is funny, though, because I made, I made a trade with you this week, yes. and also I no decided I no longer needed Kirk Cousins anymore on my team. Right. Because I had Deshaun Watson. <laughs> it's fine, because I also have Jared Goff, who dropped like 35 points. Goff's been really good. I – want my quarterbacks to play the Giants every week. The Giants have literally quit on Ben McAdoo, and they're never going to fire him. They gave up? It's way worse than the AV situation, which is hard to say. Uh, right, because at least you can – as bad as AV has been, you can at least say the players haven't ever quit on him. No. The, the, the Giants have had to suspend their top two cornerbacks because they refused to play for McAdoo. And then the rest of the secondary, it didn't look like they played. They didn't want to tackle. Why do I know about football even though I hate it? I hate football. Uh, they're so bad. Fire McAdoo. What are you doing? How are you? How He's not that good of a coach in the first place. How was he on the team? 0-0 zero, zero at the end of the first, by the way, in Ranger game. That's where we I are. I saw right that. They, took, uh, they only gave up four shots. It was a very I, interesting first period. I, hate. I haven't watched the first period, so I don't know. But I promise you, Camphor hasn't done anything to help this. <laughs> but at the same time... This is an argument I, 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 got, I got into with uh, – and this will be our last point for the day. This is an argument I got into with some Ranger fans on Reddit where they're making the argument that the lineup must be working because the team is winning. That's the worst argument. It, it's the worst argument. Just be, You could win with a shit lineup. That doesn't make the lineup good. And this goes with any sport. The analogy I made is – and it wasn't even a men analogy, mind you. It was a Yankee analogy. It's almost like I knew my co-host is becoming a Yankee fan. I'm not, if, not yet, Greg. Not yet. It's not, you're a Yankee fan. It's fine. What? Uh, I, <laughs> if your starting pitcher, if your starting pitcher gives up four runs in six innings and your team loses, but then the next day your next pitcher gives up seven in three and your team wins, are you going to unequivocally say the performance? of seven runs in three innings is better than four runs in six. No, you're never going to say that. So just because the Rangers beat the Lightning 2-1 to one with Steve Camper in the lineup doesn't make playing Steve Camper the right decision. If Camper looked good in that game, just imagine what Brandon Smith would have looked like in that game. Probably would have looked better. <sighs> Brandon Smith's going to get back in this lineup this week, by the way. He'll be back. I, have a I don't know. If they keep winning, he won't be. AV is not going to change the lineup if they keep winning, aside from apparently taking... Deharnay out of it for reasons. I, I just All I'm saying is I never want to hear anyone say, well, it must have worked. We won. No, you must be an idiot is what you're telling me. I, I just that that can never be the reason. I just can't be. 
You, you, have can win, you can win with shit and you can lose with gold. I'm not a smart hockey fan. And supposedly I'm a Fairweather fan. So there you go. And even I know that. It's not, it's not the way to look at things. It's just it's, not. It's the, same, it's the same in any sport. You can, you can win with a bad lineup and you can lose with a great lineup. Winning or losing the game should not be the final judgment about who you're playing and why. Hopefully the reason why you're playing players, the byproduct of it, are wins. But... It should wins should never be the reason you do something. You should do something because you want to keep winning. All I'm saying is, if you haven't watched the Knicks, you should watch Chris Porzingis. He's incredible. He's pretty great. He's a unicorn. He's actually maybe one of the funnest basketball players to watch in the league, and he might win the scoring title, which is actually insane. I know you don't watch basketball. I do. So um, uh, I watch the highlights, and that's all I need. Our NBA, the Reddit NBA, is one of my favorite places on earth. It's sure. um, I, I never go there. It's incredible. They they're the best subreddit on all of Reddit. That I'm convinced. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about media uh, in general. Thor, you didn't see it yet, but I'm gonna give no. you I'm gonna give you my uh, spoiler free recommendation for Thor. I hear it's fun. It's one of the only movies you have to see in theaters this year, of the entire mm-hmm. year. I know I, I know you're going hmm. It's it's two hours and ten minutes, and it feels like it goes by in twenty-five. Mm. It it go it never slows down. It's the funniest Marvel movie, and it's not close actually. Mm. It beats Guardians out, funny wise, hands down. Guardians is still my favorite Marvel movie, but Thor is generally funnier. The writing in Thor is superior in every way to other Marvel movies, comedy wise. Uh, the director makes an appearance as a character and he murders it the entire movie. The action scenes are great. The villains are, are, are mediocre to good. They're good. Uh, and the story isn't as predictable. And my friend, Jeff Goldblum, is a saint in that movie. He They pretty much were like, give Jeff Goldblum a planet and let him be Jeff Goldblum. And that's it. And it makes the movie so good. So, 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 so good. So my recommendation is it's one of the only movies you're going to have to see in theaters this year, except for The Disaster Artist which is a movie based about The Room, which is the worst movie of all time, which I happened to see this weekend in the city at midnight, which is a phenomenal experience, by the way. You just said witch a lot. Witch? Yeah. I did a lot of witch? Yeah. I was, I get, I was getting Halloween out, but thanks for calling me out. <laughs> I actually had no idea I did that. So Here's my one-minute Stranger Thing take because I got to go to bed. Okay. Watch it. Wow. That's it? Yeah. Uh, you're going to also make sure you've cleared your day. Because it's a, it's a one-day binge? I did it in two. And the only reason I did it in two was because I forced myself to watch the Ranger game on Saturday. I would have just done it all on Saturday. Okay. It, you don't want to stop. I don't know what I'm going to have time really to watch. You really don't. And I, I know I need it, to watch it. When you start it, you're just you're going to keep going. Because I – so I uh, – the episode I decided to stop at was episode five. Mm-hmm. So there were, I think, four more that I still needed to watch. Maybe five it's more. Nine episodes, or is it ten? I think it might be nine. I don't really know. I lost track. Okay. I wasn't really counting. Right. Anyway, the literally, I would have just watched the entire night. I didn't want to stop. I stopped because the Rangers were on, and I wanted to talk to our peeps. Peeps on Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worth it, by the way. I'm fine because I watched it all the day before we podcasted. And I'm a very happy man about it. Wonderful. All right, so uh, everyone watch Rangers things too. If you didn't already know, because the whole internet has told you. Uh, and there's defi- I, I would say there's definitely going to be a third season. There's going to be a fourth, actually. So Jesus Christ. Uh, there's four seasons planned. That's the end of the show. 
Kevin Spacey in it? Oh, Kevin Spacey's, uh, I think he might be there. He's. I heard he likes, never mind, I'm not going to go there. Um, he... <laughs> no, wow. wow. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, he's a terrible human being. That's really what it comes down to. Apparently, that's, I don't, it's not yeah. even weird. It's just terrible. I don't understand. Really, uh, really changes American beauty for me. Really does, right? Has changed yeah. the whole movie. Like, maybe that's a biopic? Oh, man. I mean, minus the part of him getting... You know what? Fuck it. That movie came out in the 90s. I'm going to spoil the shit out of it for you. Minus the part about him maybe getting shot in the head. The rest of it might be uh, true. 2017 is a weird year, my friend. We keep finding out more and more weird stuff that changes our world. And yet, our pre- our president is our president. We didn't even talk about the Paradise Papers, and we never will. Um, everyone follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break. Remember to retweet our, our Twitter's articles on BlueShirtsBreakaway.com to win the podcast-worn jersey. Ship it right mm-hmm. directly to your house. We will be at the game on Wednesday versus the Bruins, thanks to our dear friend Diana, who is uh, who has gifted us with these lovely tickets as a hardcore Ranger fan, and we'll be there. So if you guys want to meet us, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. We'll we'll feel free to say hello. I I don't know why I said feel free twice. I'm in a mood of repeating things here, and uh, that's it. See you guys next week. Anything else, Greg? No, that's it. All right, bye bye, friends. Bye bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.